Oh, I got his ass now. You have to be fast in the track. I hate that guy. This race could change the rest of your life. My bottle got stretched a little bit. I got a tight little butt. I'm about to light this shit up. Uh, we don't start dialing at 9.30 because our clients are already answering the phone. Three, two, one, let's fuck! Coffee Chatter show number 150 milestone. That's a milestone show right there. Coming to you on Wednesday, May the 4th be with you, T. How's it going, buddy? May the 4th be with you too, sir. <laughs> that is just the timeless joke that just keeps on giving every single year. Uh, just once a year, you just have, a, have to have a little chuckle. Um, big show today. Evo Vanderputin on course on the show. Um, yeah, great rider. Uh I remember hanging out with him when I was a junior and when I first started racing elite and stuff, always a cool dude. Loved his, uh, loved his riding style, loved his racing style. And like I said, nice guy. So, um, yeah, it's cool to, cool to have him on here and chat to him. It had been a few years since I talked to him or seen him or anything. So yeah, really cool. Yeah. I thought so too. It's, he's a legendary guy in my eyes, especially the six, 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 his name being Evo Vanderputin. It's just a cool name. Just Evo is a cool name. Um, and he's just one of the OGs of what I think of the, the Dutch team back in the day, back with Afro Bob and whatnot when it kind of first came to fruition. So, yeah, really cool to have him on. And uh, really cool because, you know, Evo had a, has a unique gate form. And you know who has who likes, you know, using ProGate Europe. <laughs> I mean, a presenting sponsor of the show, ProGate Europe. Evo won Copenhagen 2010. Nope, 2009. 2009 Copenhagen World Cup. Um, I think he won out of lane two or three. Two or three. Yeah. Um, winning starts the great gate. He had a hell of a start there. Hell of a start. Hell of a gate. If you want to go get one, head over to ProGate Europe. Get yours today for your track. You're probably going to want to update or refresh here. We're out of this, you know, pandemic. So it's time to upgrade your tracks again with all these races that are going to ha be happening. The, the gate you want to do to upgrade it, ProGate Europe. Go get one today. Yours today. Get yours today. Um, when I think of Evo, I think of 2009. And we'll, we'll as you guys will hear, we'll talk to him about... Uh, about that year but it was a big year for him won his first world cup and was up for the world cup title and that's just the the, the evo that i think of when i think of him. that's uh, that's a cool evo to think of personally i never really got to experience i don't think his his heyday as some people say i uh i knew of him got to see him more when he came back in 2014 and that was that was the extended part of his career when he was kind of coming back for fun i think um after he, he after he explains on the show his retirement in 2012 and whatnot so um Cool, we've had him on. Cool, I got to learn a little bit about him because, yeah, you definitely know a little more about him and his background, his history than I do. Yeah, it's funny. As you'll hear, he came back from the 2014 World Team. He was just working a normal job, and he made the Dutch Dutch World Team. That's crazy, eh? <laughs> That's so nuts. One of the hardest teams to make in the world, and he does it like that. I know. He had some uh, natural skill and ability by the by the sounds of it. Yeah, he, he really did. So I think you guys will enjoy the show. Um, I had a hell of a morning. I got the full DMV experience here in, in California. And you know how... Like people, there's always horror stories about the DMV. Yep. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all true. I don't think I've ever heard good things about the DMV in the U.S. Um, everything I hear is always like chaos of long lines, long wait times. 
And I never said anything until you brought up how late you already were. But you were talking about the showtime. You're like, oh, I should be able to make it back by this time. And in my head, I'm like, man, I hope he's preparing for a long, long stint there. Because who knows how long that line's going to be. So my appointment was at 10 for my driver's test. And all foreign foreigners have to do a driver's test for your California driver's license. So I had to redo the driver's test today. Anyway, my appointment was at 10. I didn't, we didn't start driving until like after 11 waited in the car for the person for like the vehicle check in the person for like over an hour anyway it's really difficult to drive like i don't want to say properly but it it is actually like when you think about it like we all drive one hand on the wheel usually we all all speed yeah we all speed yeah it's actually i had to practice two hands on the wheel i had to practice driving the exact distance all that all that jazz making all the right mirror mirror checks which granted you kind of do anyway but yeah actually i actually had to practice yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, because I remember uh, for our test in Canada to get your full license, you have like a, a new driver's license for two years. Yeah. Even after those two years, I was already in some bad habits. And I remember having to like, okay, consciously two hands on the wheel at all times. Don't be putting your leg up to the side, just chill in kind of thing. <laughs> it's so true though. Yeah. yeah. I was at the range the other day and some kids behind me were talking about their driver's test and how they have to, oh, you know, they're like, you have to go remember to shoulder check in, in the driver's test. I never do that and all this stuff. And I was like, Okay, I know I know the driver's test you have to remember to shoulder check every single time, but like shoulder checking is a pretty pretty common thing to do. It's not yeah, like yeah, I'm not I mean, shoulder you gotta shoulder check for turning for bikes for changing lanes. It's like these kids are like, Oh, I don't shoulder check these days. It's like, what do you mean you don't shoulder check? Yeah, I I mean I shoulder check everything. How else are you gonna change lanes on the freeway? You're that's what I mean. It's like <laughs> just blow into someone in the blind spot. Yeah, that's what I was in my head. I was like, I know these kids are just trying to act cool to one another, but I was like that's just shoulder checking is not just that's just normal like what are we doing yeah and granted the test was super easy like they just make you drive around like the area we didn't even go on the freeway or anything that's so good it's pretty, i mean it's pretty simple you'd have to be pretty honestly there's probably people that have failed listening to this but you got to be pretty bad to fail would you say okay fair it's, <laughs> like it's you gotta, one of those like, things you gotta be yeah like you if you like speed or hit a curb or like something like that it's an automatic fail yeah and they make you like back up next to a curb. And if you hit, if you hit it, you automatically fail. But like, other than that, I mean, it's not that it's, yeah, you're allowed 15 points docked with stuff. Nobody so ever- if you have, if you have over 15 things you're doing wrong, you probably need to go to driver school. You really do. We're probably doing something wrong if that's the issue. Yeah. That's, that's the problem. Yeah. How is it compared to the Canadians driver's test? Even though most people won't know about it, only I will or Canadians will, but. It was so long ago. I had to do that one. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I think it was the same. I feel like, I feel like we, have two, we have two driver's tests for your new driver's license for two years and then your actual driver's license. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember in the, when you get your N, like when you get your, I guess it would probably the equivalent to like a permit or whatever. Yeah. They make you parallel park. Yeah. We didn't have to parallel park, but they make you like pull up to the curb and then back up alongside the curb. Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty easy then. Yeah. So yeah. you don't have to parallel park. So, yeah, but then I feel like in the actual test back home. I feel like we're a little more strict. I think 100%. 100%. Yeah, we got to be. By the sounds of it, we have to be. Because I remember, I know as a kid, but I got remember being like, okay, I got to do things pretty good here. Yeah, I think I think it's probably more strict back home, considering we also have to do two, of the, two road tests. Yeah, true. true. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, we passed. And I was thinking, fuck, if I don't pass, this is just going to be so embarrassing. We are going to blow this up if he didn't pass. <laughs> I didn't know. I knew. I had to borrow his friend's car for it. So she knew I was taking it. 
you and Evo knew I was taking yeah. it. A bunch of people knew I was taking it. So it's not like, it's not like if I failed, I could just brush it under the rug and no one's going to find out. Like I was going to actually have to tell multiple people. And like my parents, my parents texted me yesterday. They're like, Oh, how'd your driver's test go? And I was like, Oh, it's tomorrow. So I would have had to broadcast it to like a lot of people like, you know, no, I just failed. Like I would have had to say that. You would have had to come up with some excuse of why you failed or something that went wrong or all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and it would have been good. So I'm I'm really relieved I passed. Yeah. Yeah, we're happy to hear that you're a safe driver out there and you're you're keeping the, the streets of San Diego safe. Yeah, I was gonna ask what vehicle you did it in because I knew you didn't have your truck anymore. Yeah, trucks back in Canada, that was a whole thing. Um had to use Savannah's friend's car for it. Yeah. Process, hey? Process. So I'd like I'm going I'm car shopping now. I would like what are you interested like in? Yeah. I'd like an electric car, but the problem is because like that's the way everything's going, obviously, especially here in California, you get like big tax breaks for it too. Huge, and yeah. it's just like, you'll save so much money with the price of gas, but yeah. there's big waiting lists. Like there's none even available. Like if you that's want like funny. a Tesla or like Hyundai has like a nice SUV and Ionic. Oh yeah. Or, they just came out with that thing. I've seen that on the roads. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ford, like the F-150, yeah. it's pretty sick. They got that electric truck or Rivian. I think it's called Rivian. They make cool electric truck, but none of them are available. Everything's just backward, eh? Yeah, so I contacted, Gosh. I think, Ford for F-150, like when they're available, the electric ones. Yeah. They basically responded saying, they didn't even say, they're like, uh, there's none available and it's just, you can't get it. We, <laughs> I was just like, we just don't know what. Can you give us like any, anything? Like Can you any give me like a couple of years, like info? No, just, I don't know. Yeah, just nothing. Easy. I'd love to know how much of that is because of the past couple of years and the whole situation with places shut. Yeah, I don't, it would be interesting. Yeah, I don't know. So huh. I think I'll probably just get a, a regular truck and then maybe get an electric car in a few years. You're definitely a truck guy now after the, the, the Toyota, hey? Yeah, there's no going back to it. I don't want a car. No? No, I don't want a car. I, I think SUV, but I want a truck, yeah. That's fair. I, I'd like one now, too. I see you with the truck. I see yeah. Alex with his truck. I'm like, it'd be nice to have a truck just to throw things in the back, have a little more it's, freedom like that. Yeah. yeah. It's so much better, especially like you can just throw your bike and shit in the back, and then you can just get changed on the tailgate. Like, it's way better. It's perfect, yeah. Yeah, vehicles are so expensive these days though my gosh good yeah. luck fight yeah tough to find one used vehicles especially like if you want a used vehicle they're really expensive true yeah yeah good time to sell i guess too if it's like that yeah yeah um a couple things before we get an evo i'd say a few little things um we didn't really have much i guess to chat up chat about but um did you see this? We got a, uh, a message sent in by Rich Ames. It was a little kid from GB who got his helmet painted um, with like the Lewis Hamilton 44 and like rainbow on the top. And uh, I think it was a he or she. Um, let me find that out. But they got shouted out by Lewis on his Instagram. And I just thought that was pretty cool. That must have made their day. That's so cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like um, Rich sent the, the, the post in and the, yeah, it was a young girl. And yeah, that must have been so cool for her to just get the shout out like straight onto his. Because I mean, Lewis is like in Formula One. He's he's not just like an athlete. He's like a superstar. So yeah, he's God. It's probably in GB too. Yeah. So thought that was cool. Um, second thing here, Kai White. He is just the the Prince of Peckham. We already knew that. Um, do you want to talk about somebody who's who's gotten his Olympic medal and he's just he's doing everything he can with it, you know get his name out there. He's doing it right. Yeah, you got to maximize it. Like yeah. I feel like I feel like him and Bethany are really like gaining a lot from it, which is really cool, like probably notoriety and financially and all the above. Yeah. I think in a country like GB2, like they're so sport oriented and love their Olympians and athletes. 
I think that's a really good country for like overall that kind of thing. Like they go on talk shows and shit. Like if I would have won like a bronze in Rio, like I don't think I would have, I would have had a few more media. I would have a, probably a few more media things in Canada, but really not, not really. Not the brand deals. It seems like they're, they're like, they're popping off. It seems like, like. How often in Canada do you see like a gold medalist on TV? Oh, rarely. You never. You, I never see it. Never. There's one commercial I, a commercial I see playing on SportsCenter for Kelsey Mitchell, who's our track cyclist. And it's because of she came from RBC training grounds, which is, so it's like, it's not even about her medal. It's about like, we're going to, we're trying to get more athletes. So it's like, yeah, nobody really. No. And you see like Neek and Holland. I think Holland's similar too. You see Neek on um, like talk shows or game shows or that kind of thing, you know, like doing yep. those TV kind of like celebrity appearances. Mm-hmm. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen that in Canada. I don't think so either. No, no, it's, it's yeah. terrible. It sucks. It's unfortunate. Um, so it is. So it's cool when you see people that are able to take advantage of it and they're not shying away. They're just going hundred percent all in. Oh yeah. Like maximize it and enjoy it. It's cool. You deserved it. You earned it. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I think it's only, it only benefits the sport. We're, we're still growing, I think as a sport. And I think from stuff like this, we will just keep growing. So yeah, we're going to be mainstream any day now. Absolutely. Catch us in an Anaheim one stadium coming to you soon. We're going to be on ESPN any day now. I just know it's coming. That Sports Center contract, it's in the mail, guys. It's in the mail. Yeah, we're about to be mainstream making being fucking millionaire. <laughs> um, maybe this is why this guy's still racing. Okay, wasn't uh, Jack Giacomo Fantoni, didn't he tell us on the podcast last year that it was his last season racing? He did, yeah. He did. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lie. That was. I mean, he was Tom brady us. He was Tom Brady. You just got to keep the party going. He raced so well last year. That's what I'm saying. I think he realized he's like, I'm not done yet. I'm in my peak form right now. Why would I stop? And he's still going. And I love it. What a fucking legend young Jack Fantoni is. Just keeping the party going. He's just, you know, grinding out there, just making things happen, being Jack. Yeah. So. He's just doing Jack's things. Um, look for him to be in the show in Scotland. Yeah. Hey. Imagine if he puts if he puts in the show at like a main Premier World Cup, that'll be legit. That'd be for sure. That'd be really legit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you uh have you have you seen the videos rolling around of the uh, the track? The GB guys were there getting a little riding in and whatnot. Shock. That's a shock. I mean, that's it's not surprising. I mean, that's that's the home track advantage. What it should be. I hope it's just Scottish weather, like at the World Cup. Like raining, drizzly. Like give it, give me rain, give me cold, give me wind. <laughs> give me all of the above. <laughs> give it to me, baby. It'll be a good advantage for you guys too. Dude, the past few weeks, that's all we've been riding in: hail, wind, rain. We get like one or two days of sunshine. We post about it like crazy because it's so rare these days. Okay, I got a rant. Just thought of it. Hit me with BMX it. need to stop posting any photo at the track. Oh, gates in the sun, riding in the sun. Like, can we not? We don't have to comment on the sun every single time these posts come. You know what I mean? There are a lot of these posts, like bikes and sunshine. I got to make sure that I'm not one of those people because that sounds like something I would do. <laughs> like, let's just like just say anything else. That's fair. Yeah, I mean. When in doubt, just say riding in the sunshine. That's probably something I've done. And when I've been, I don't know what to post. You know, gates, or, you know, bikes and fun, sunshine, peace. <laughs> <laughs> when you live in San Diego like you do, T, you get, get sun so often. For us, it's so rare these days, you know, it's like, whoa, this is crazy. <laughs> It's funny, back home, like in the winter, it'll be raining so much, and then it'll be one nice day in the month, and the entire city of Vancouver is just out walking. Dude, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it is unbelievable. I, really. try to, I try to go to get a coffee the one day it's sunny. Like, I go to my 
my beach spot all the time. The one day it's sunny, I go there, it's packed. And I'm like, guys, you're ruining my everyday Sunday plans here. Yeah. I mean, you have to, you got to maximize it. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've posted about riding under the sunshine for a while, so we can rant. We can continue. Light them up. Yeah, it's crap. It's so boring. Think of something else, <laughs> anything else. We've heard it enough times. It's boring as fuck. Stop. Get creative. Yeah. Get creative. Um, I was re-listening to the Finn Isles podcast the other day. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't listen to all many of our shows back anymore, but when you listen to it back, like, I feel like I pick up on more stuff that our guest says. Yeah. It's interesting listening to him talk about, uh, yeah, testing and everything. I liked it too. I, once I was the same as you. I don't really listen to us because I don't like hearing my own voice. We we normally mm-hmm. listen as we talk kind of thing. But I listened to parts of his too, and it's fun. The difference is I was doing, because we, we were talking about testing, I wanted to do a little testing myself. Did some testing with some gears this past week. Got like zero results. Nothing stood, <laughs> nothing stood out. I was hoping for some big numbers. Not big numbers, but big drastic differences. There was like none. Nothing. Yeah, dude, yeah. honestly, it won't make it, yeah. It's crazy. You could probably change like three different gears and your times would be like the exact same. They were like, it was just based on if I got a good gate, a good form, the good conditions in the weather. So. Yeah, I think. Obviously I wasn't going extreme, extreme. It was pretty much like if we're talking 44, I was going a little above, a little below, but still. Yeah. And I think too, like often you got to pick something that you think you'll be able to maintain over three days on a race weekend. And that's what I found when I use a bigger gear. I often wouldn't be as good with it late in the day on Saturday or Sunday. So you have to pick something that's not only fast for like three gates, but something you, that's repeatable or under pressure is a big thing too. Like something you can gate with under pressure. If it's yeah. a little big under pressure, it can be tough. Yeah, big time. And it's tough to, yeah, if you're, if you're tired or dealing with nagging something later in the day, it's tough to work through that the bigger the gear, I feel like personally. I was the same way, yeah. So I think I, yeah, made that mistake a few times. I think something that you can consistently do, like no problem, and it's not tiring to push. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was cool. It was, it was fun with Finn hearing about all that side of things from his perspective when they have so much more to test and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so other people should go listen to that because great show. Um, this is a milestone show, like we said, 150. That's a big moment for us. Um, our Instagram is about to hit a big milestone. We're currently. I saw that. Yeah. We're almost at 10K, aren't we? Yep. Two away. Oh, we're two. Wow, we gained a lot the last few days. Two away, baby. That Kai White meme really just no. <laughs> big <laughs> moments. Big moments ahead in the Coffee Chatter um, HQ. So. We're about to be able to do a swipe up link. Holy shit! Even though there's no such thing anymore, but oh, but, yeah, right. <laughs> this <is> so <laughs> Do you still need 10k just to post a link or no? No, we can do links now. Okay. I've done it on our, our thing every once in a while, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not, uh, so it's not as exciting, but it's still it's still exciting. Yeah, it's less cool, but it's still cool. It's whenever you get the little, the K button. Dude, you know what's even more exciting? We might pass you soon. Dude, I, I thought you guys, we, I thought Coffee Chatter was going to pass me last year, and thank God it, it delayed it an extra year. But no doubt Coffee Chatter is going to blow by me soon. Wow, you're 10.4. Yeah, 400 behind. going to blow by me soon. There's, I mean, you look at Coffee Chatter page, I would much rather, I'd see the memes on there than I would. I mean, my stuff's pretty fucking great, so you guys should go look at it, so... Um. Yeah, James got a lot of cool <laughs> shit going on at his. Um, the cool thing about Coffee Chatter, it's so easy to post because we can just post anything. Anything and everything is great to see. Yeah, like we can post videos of anyone, photos of anyone. Like our profile is just like, well, you're not going to post the same stuff we post on Coffee Chatter. Or, like you're just not. I'm not going to post the video of Evo riding no. Chula. I'm not going to post the meme of Kai on my page. Yeah, it's like you just post a photo of Kai on your page. Yeah. Like, what, what am I doing? Be like, what the hell is this guy doing? 
Um, Even though nowadays I feel like I don't have to follow half the people because Nick does it on his stories. Nick's, Nick's a good reshare kind of guy on his stories. I just see people's stuff on Nick's story half the time. It's kind of funny. Yeah. I don't know if Nick still does, but a while ago he still had a coffee chatter highlight on his page, which is, wow, what a guy. That's, that's, a, that's a guy's guy right there. Nick's a real guy's guy. Real guy's guy. Real OG of coffee chatter. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have any of his stories saved anymore, does he? No, but he used to have like an actual okay. coffee chatter story, whatever it's called. So that's, I mean, that's a real guy's guy right that, there. That's a guy's guy move. Yeah, it is. There's a reason why we're, fran- we're fans of Nick. All right, let's um, let's hear from Eva. Enjoy the show, everybody. On the show with us now, we have one of the. The Orange Army Dutch team OGs, the the six 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 winner of the uh, two thousand nine Copenhagen World Cup, Mr. Evo Vanderputen. Thank you for joining us, Evo. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Thanks for the introduction. Where's the? Hold on. I was told Tori. There we go. Uh, Tori is off air right now. He's going to be joining us in a few minutes, but we're just getting started, and he'll hop in uh, as we go here. But uh, yeah, we're stoked to have you on, Evo. I mean. I don't think uh, a lot of people probably that we were just talking about it. Like with the internet nowadays, I feel like people probably don't know as much about your career, but um, I'm stoked we're able to, uh, to get you on and share a little bit of it. <laughs> when did you, so starting off, I mean, I know you as being a part of the Dutch team. When did you start riding for the Dutch team? Four. Oh, that was in, oh, I have to go back, man. 2000. Seven, we got uh, Buster Beaver, got everything lined up, starting to have a program. And I was there right from the beginning. There was nothing yet. I was even there before Bas was there. He had uh, Ton Colvoort, was our old Bonds coach. Okay. And uh, yeah, we, there was probably nothing. We got a, an orange T-shirt and uh, <laughs> that's it. And we go to the Worlds and uh, that's it. That's all it takes. Now, nowadays, it seems like they, uh, you guys, like the, the Dutch team, I mean, a b- bunch of the federations, they, they start finding riders young and they basically just start training them to be on the team when they get older. What was your like amateur career like? Yeah, the amateur career was uh, what it was like. It, like we discussed earlier, there was, uh, there's no internet, so you can not find anything from, from those days for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was uh, seven times Dutch champion in the age groups. Okay. Um, until 16, so almost, yeah, not, not all the years, but it was second or first mm-hmm. in, the, in the young young age classes. And uh, uh, yeah, after that, like you said, all the other the riders now, they join the national team and there's a full running program. Uh, when they, where they can prove themselves, and for for us, uh, we made a pro- program with Boss, uh, trying all kinds of stuff, trying to find funds and uh, to make an accommodation to to ride on. In the beginning, there was no Papendal track. We had uh, uh, we went to Papendal. We did the gym over there. We had a two-person gate, and we did our gates on the parking lot and some sprints, and that's it. And after a year. 
just before one year before the London Olympics, uh, we got ourselves a eight meter hill and three jumps, and that was it. And then, yeah, the uh, the circus after everybody knows, and the the pop and tra- pop and all track came uh, for for the London uh, Olympics. Uh, the rest is history. Yeah. But for us, uh, the, the, oh, we were all happy with if we had uh, a new gate or a new jump and to, to ride on or to do some training. And, and nowadays, all the, all the youngsters coming to the track and everything is prepped and there's, everything is there. So yeah, sometimes <laughs> uh, the youngsters are, yeah, how do I have to say, they are we're spoiled. They have it all. Yeah, we're ah, spoiled. Fuck, yeah, they, they are. They, they are. They are they, yes, you are. Uh, that's... Nowadays that we, was a good we time, show up. Good and... times. Yeah, we. I, th- I think sometimes as well. We also say if if we talk to uh, with with the other guys with Rob van Wildenberg and Sander Bissling, I speak to those guys a lot. Yeah. In the beginning, we were we had nothing. We were happy with everything, and now those spoiled brats are. Uh, we need this. We need that. And ah. Nowadays, if so <laughs> you show up to the track, there's a few rocks out of place. If you're you don't have like a fresh jersey or something, you're complaining about something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's always something. To, yeah, but uh, the, the yeah, sometimes I think I think the the guys should appreciate a bit more what they have these days. Uh, but yeah, they have it all, so they just show what show what you can for is, those guys now. Yeah, I was talking with somebody the other. I mean, just the other day, and it's like how far, how much the sport has like come and changed, and how professional I feel like it is now. You were kind of during that era when there was a big change in the sport. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 completely, yeah, completely. From yeah. Uh, if you, yeah, it's getting, it was getting bigger and bigger. Each each race was was coming to the track, and whoa, what what have they made now? <laughs> and <laughs> I like it a lot. I think we're gonna discuss it later as well. Yeah. Um, uh, until we came to a point, then there, there was, yeah, it wasn't possible anymore. And uh, they went back a little on, on the jumps, a bit shorter and a bit uh, less steep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you one of the, so uh, pa- everyone that looks back at the old, like original Papendal track is always like, that was one of the craziest things still to this uh, day uh, from a lot of guys. Uh, uh, yeah, you'd, I think you didn't have ridden it the, the first with the first berm jump over the first turn. Yeah, I never ridden that, and that's what I was going to oh, ask you. How wild no, was that? that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so so crazy. It was so scary. I'm saying it. Eh? It was scary. Yeah. So it's <laughs> uh, it was it was big, and then the landing, the the top was I think it was only twenty twenty five centimeters. The 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 lip itself okay, in the yeah. end. So yeah. if if you overshoot, it was directly one meter over it. If you didn't make it, yeah, there was no wheel left. So the <laughs> <laughs> bye bye back wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you sure. one of the test guys? Were you one of the guys who would do it first? Because I I feel like in every yeah. team, every country, there's a few guys that'll be like, okay, you're doing it first, and I'll follow. Yes, that was me. Yeah, it's a tough spot to be yeah. in sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, I always enjoyed it. So and that was all, always. I, I know also, I heard afterwards from other riders, uh, uh, then they came to a new track and something was changed. Uh, let's wait here. Let's see what Ivo does. <laughs> and then, ah, uh, he makes it. Yes, now we can go. That's, that's so classic. All right, he did it. Okay, it's fine. We're like, let, We can do it now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah I, always, I always enjoyed it. But yeah, I have to admit some of my injuries were unnecessary. A bit of those. Uh, right. Yeah. From some of those incidents of trying to do it first? No, not the trying it first, but doing a, a little bit different stuff. 
Okay, yeah. And it was a, yeah, I broke my femur. Yeah, we wanted to get into that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was, it was also completely unnecessary. It was a step up, step down, and it was the fastest way to manual in, push manual out. And I tried to clear it at once. So tried I don't know quiet. why, but yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, that was a big one. It. Yeah, it was a big stiff leg, and uh, uh, I pushed the eject button, jumped off, and I landed with a stretched leg. Uh, that's yeah. yeah. Still, I still get goosebumps when I think back. No, I can imagine. Yeah, that's gnarly. Um, yeah. we, we'll get into that. I feel like Tori knows a little more of that story. What my my question is for you: When did you actually turn pro? What year was it? Do you remember? Yeah, I was nineteen, nineteen okay. years old. So it was uh, one two thousand seven, the year before the uh, Olympics in uh, in uh, China. Okay. When you turned pro, was it on your mind that the Olympics were next year and that was something you wanted to go for? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we all did. But it was all on a short notice, say, eh? because we, we didn't have a, a full-time program and uh, it, it was all just starting up. The program was there. Uh, real, yeah, it was all short and it was all new. And there was a... It was a, called a HP st- uh, status. You can get as high potential when they have big expectations from you. You can get that, mm-hmm. and you can do some extra work to go to go to Olympics. So that's what I well, what I got. So I could quit my job, and I was in the in the tiling business. So <laughs> I quit my job and go to full time training, and then everybody uh, was going for the Olympics. And it's it's the same story uh, back then and it, than it is now. You have to. Uh, you have the team, you have only two or three spots, and you're, and you're with eight guys, so you have to fight for your spot. And I didn't make it twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, hi, guys. What have, we, what have we covered so far? Tia, I'm th- here. Thanks for joining us, Tia. We were just kind of kicking uh, things off. I was asking Evo about uh, kind of what his amateur career was like. We were uh, just touching on when he turned pro and what that was like, you know, Papendal. Um, we're just getting going, though. Yeah. Holy shit, Evo, good to see you, bro. It's been a long time. I didn't change, huh? No, you look the exact same. You could be young Evo in Copenhagen 09 right now, and I wouldn't know the difference. Oh, only a little bit of gray hair on the side. <laughs> so what was that? Uh, so I guess like when the teams formed and everything, it was a couple of years after BMX was going to be in the Olympics. So you were, it's kind of interesting, but you guys were the first guys to ride Supercross. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes, we were the completely first guys. It was Agle. The, yeah. the the really first supercross with a extra hill. hill extra hill on the hill. Yeah, the blue hill, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a five meter hill underneath. They built it with the they built it on top. <laughs> they just built it over top. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is it called? Like these days with the the I don't know the English word. Say it in Dutch. We have some they... Dutch listeners. <laughs> Steigers. There you go. They'll know. <laughs> Startek. Startek. Oh. Startek. Oh, now, now we go Dutch all the way. Um, well, yeah, what was obviously like we've chatted to DR and a couple guys about what it was like being the first guys riding Supercross, but there was never really anything. Yeah, what, 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 what is Supercross? And back in the day, it was, it was a word and uh, it yeah. evolved, evolved over the years completely. Yeah. What was it at first? What was it like riding those tracks at first? Scary? Did you like it? You know me. 
I like, liked it. He's a wild yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I want big jumps and I want to be the first one to do new stuff. It's so good. I always liked it. I enjoyed it. Good fun. What was, um, besides Eggla, I guess one of the first one was San Jose, right? You were probably raised? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, San Jose. It was, it was in the Du Tour then, eh? Du Tour, yeah. That, yeah. Was, yeah, that was a cool time. Fuck, it's so, James, too bad I saw the Du Tour still. God, that'd be sick. That would be unreal yeah. if it was. I was just thinking, you know, so you know when we teach younger kids to do Supercross nowadays, you have to tell them at the bottom of the hill, like, just be ready for the transition, pump through it. The first guys to ever try Supercross, did they G out at the bottom? Were they just ripping down and just sinking into the seat? Uh, we needed four reps, I think. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it was always different every weekend as well. And then you could pedal, then you could not pedal to the kink in the bottom. In, in Agla, it was, uh, it was square almost. Boom, <laughs> 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 boom. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, because you guys were like the test dummies for it too. Like it hadn't been tried with anyone else. No, no, no. It was it was all a little bit of flying and trying, and yeah, let's see. But now, now these days, the tracks are there already for for months or weeks or years sometimes, and they have been making hours and hours on the track. They know it, but you know how it was in the beginning. We came there. Rechital was still busy building the track. And uh, it was still soft. I mean, you have to go <laughs> to training because the race was tomorrow. Yeah. And honestly, I even remember in 2011 in South Africa, we showed up to the, the World Cup like an hour before practice and they were still building the pro section. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's wild. And we, I remember, yeah, like the first few laps were in Madrid when we raced it too. In like 2010, it was still soft. Yeah, it was with the wooden, uh, wooden plates on the first jump, eh? Yeah. <laughs> It was good afterwards, but in the beginning, it was soft on some sides, on the left and right. Yeah. Can we jump it? Can we not jump it? Yeah. So they made wood on it. I think it was the dad of Martijn Scherpe. He, he was oh, really? fixing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine showing up to a race nowadays having a soft part of the track. Like People would be, including myself, would be putting up a fit. Like, what are we doing here? People would lose yeah. their minds. I'd be like, yeah. what is a soft spot? Yeah, but spot? It, it, that, that's, how, that's how it was these yeah. days. That's, yeah. Yeah, we oh, oh, they're not ready yet. Oh, I go t- get my clothes, come back in half an hour, maybe then they're ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it was. I think everyone too. I mean, you obviously raced supercross before I did too, but I think more like you'd roll up to the track, kind of knowing that too, knowing that like you didn't know what you were about to ride. Yeah, yeah. And it was also each jump was different on a on a on a different line. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's a few extra laps and on a little bit on the left, a little bit on the right, and then you, you're good was- to go. I was thinking about this the other day too, like those practices, because you'd only get an hour and a half. You never rode the track before. You had to practice pretty hard the whole time. Like your yeah, heart, yeah, your heart rate yeah, was yeah. high the whole time. Like you, yeah. you didn't have time to recover between second straights. You kind of just had to ride straight through. Yeah, that's what I did as well. Always go for the fr- the biggest jump first, just to get it over with. Yeah, and then uh, some other jumps, and then put it together. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, you have to you have to use those uh, practices for the hundred percent all the way. Do you uh, do you watch? For, quick question though. Do you watch the racing nowadays, Evo? Yeah, yeah. Okay. If it's World Cups or Worlds, then yeah. uh, I'll tune in. But yeah, so yeah, yeah. Most mostly I do. What are your uh, What are your thoughts on how it is nowadays? Where it seems like the tracks are a little more tame. Everyone rides the track for for weeks before it. 
Um, I feel like there's a common yeah. consensus, but what's your opinion on that? Yeah, as long as, as every, everybody does, it doesn't matter. But sometimes it's, it's not it's not the fairer as it was back in the days because it's, uh, yeah, you know, at Papenal, if you, if you made uh, 2,000 laps, you can do it with your eyes closed. Then there is, a, there is some different, but over years, if the track is there longer, all the guys, uh, they fly in early and they have to hours as well of practice. So, yeah, yeah, like you said, and then, then it's a bit common. Question, did you guys have World Cups or a national team or anything before, I guess, like 2006, when it kind no. of started? Was there any of that? No, 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 it was all, it was European races and the Worlds. Yeah. That's, that's, that was the biggest thing. But then when the, the Olympics, Olympics came into picture, then that's where it's all changed. That's also where the Supercross started. And that's where, oh, now I feel old, man. <laughs> <laughs> was it a was it weird all of a sudden being on the national team and like traveling with guys and you know all that no 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 because I, I raised those guys at the nationals every weekend and uh, it just came in step by step then there was uh, then Buster Bever came and then we had a, a training camp at the local uh, hotel over here without a track and uh, we were hanging out together on the races and then some weekends and uh, there came more races, more training camps. So it's it, it everything grew together like uh, yeah, like it was. So. Yeah, because I know you guys too. Like at the center, like before the track was built, you guys had a first straight down by the running track at Papendal. Yeah, we just we just talked with James, but oh, even okay. before if, even before before that, we we didn't have the first straight. And a hill, we only had a four-person gate and a parking lot. <laughs> yeah, we did our sprints, we did our gates and, and the gym sessions in there. So we also we were there for the four days a week or five. Yeah. Or Man, it's, it's so funny how much the sports changed in like just 15 years, probably since that happened. Yeah. And yeah. there didn't like especially even when I started in like 2009 or 10 racing supercross. You couldn't really practice supercross before the races because there was only probably four or five permanent hills around the world, like if that. Yeah, yeah, now, around the world, around the world, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there was like maybe Chula Vista from 2007 onwards, and there was like maybe one in Europe, but it was like hard to actually ride supercross before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not possible. <laughs> no, really? it's changed so much. Like every country has multiple now. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's, it's really in a cool way that how much it has turned into a very like high performance professional level sport that I think more people in around the world take, take seriously, not just people in the sport. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, everything, even the clothing has changed over the years. I thought in the end, when I was still racing in 2012, I stopped with the national team, but I still did until 2015, the Parvenal Supercross and the Worlds in 2014. I thought about when, but when I see pictures from 2014, 15, and nowadays, it's, it's still going on. Eh? If you see the, the, the skinny yeah. jeans, uh, stretch uh, leggings. <laughs> we have, we yeah. have no loose fit clothing anymore. Loose fit is not a thing. It's just we are tight spandex without it's, actually being spandex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Even the race pants <laughs> like five, six years ago were so baggy compared to now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so... Going back to like before Beijing, obviously it was a goal to, to get to Beijing, go to the Olympics. Was it, was it really, yeah. might be a dumb question. Was it really disappointing to not get selected or? 
<laughs> yeah, like you said, a dumb question. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of course. But I think the the bummer was even bigger with the London Olympics. Like imagine, yeah, because yeah, in in two thousand eight, uh, we had the the three guys who were going, and uh, there was a uh, one extra that could go as a spell. Martin Scherpe could go there. Yeah. So and I was and I was the fifth guy. So I, uh, for my feeling, it was yeah, I just missed. Not not just I just completely missed. I didn't make it. Yeah. But for the with the two thousand twelve in London. Yeah, I broke my femur in 2010, and you know the with the uh, the points for the for the rankings already starts two years before, so I missed the first year. And afterwards, in my first race back after my femur, I broke my collarbone in Africa, and it got some complications and two surgeries, and it was also five months again. So then it was almost 2012, but I. Afterwards, in 2012, I got Dutch champion. Tom was second behind me. I was real fit. Uh, yeah, that that should be my Olympics, but yeah, it wasn't. And then Jelle, he went to the Olympics and he just crashed uh, in Chula before. Mm-hmm. And he earned the spot, so that's perfect. He went there, but uh, by the rules back then, I just couldn't go. If the rules these days... Uh, what we have in Holland here, I would have to go to the Olympics, but would have uh, doesn't bring me anything. But uh, yeah, yeah. If it sh- if it should have happened, it would be over there. And I was, uh, I think, I was on my top uh, of what I could achieve at that point. Yeah. Um, the years before that, like I wanted to talk a bit about 2009 and 2010 because 2009 was a big year for you. You won. Um, won the World Cup in Copenhagen and, and raced really well that year and we're up for the, the World Cup title. Yeah, I was together with Sam, eh? It was, yeah. I was second. Sam was uh, World Cup champ. That year, yeah, I missed out in Fréjus. I, I had to be in front of uh, uh, Sam over there. And he won the race. <laughs> yeah, and he won. So. <laughs> um, but that win in Copenhagen obviously must have been huge, like especially but not making the Olympics the year before and winning the first World Cup of the year must have given you a ton of confidence. Yep. Yeah, it does. It does. But, yeah, like I said, it didn't bring me an Olympic ticket, but I'm happy I have. I only have one World Cup win, that, that one. I have one third place in, where was it, Madrid? Yep. A third, so, yeah. yeah. Sorry, that's one more World Cup win than I got, so. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, uh, makes you feel better. You raced well that year. I remember. I remember watching. It was cool to watch. Like you had a good battle with Safiso in uh, in Copenhagen too down the first round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. One to remember. Yeah. Um, I remember I was in Base Town Saw too in, in 2010 when you crashed in practice. And I wasn't there. I wasn't watching because I think I was getting ready for practice or something. Uh, you wasn't watch, watching, but you did hear me. Yeah, my dad, my mom and dad were right by the first corner when you crashed, and my dad told me, like, as soon as you crashed, he yelled, my leg is broken, give me something. <laughs> and I, st- I still remember, like, it was yesterday. Uh, gives me shivers thinking about it. How, I mean, it must have been excruciating off- awfully. Yeah, it was. It was because like, I just told uh, James as well, it was necessary. It was a step up, step down. Uh, you know, the fast way was manual in, manual out. I always had when didn't uh, stuff wasn't going my way, 
I have to clear my mind. So the, the gate wasn't running like I wanted and, you know, the downward spiral you're in. And I always want to break the spiral with some good fun. So I just thought, just fuck it. I'm going gonna, gonna to do some seat grabs on the, on the, on the third straight, on the pro set. And I'm going to jump the one before the first, before the first turn. But yeah, didn't go very well. <laughs> so I crashed, I rolled over. And I remember I was rolling, rolling. And in the end of the rolling, I was just sitting. I was, and I looked down to my legs. And it was on the 45 degrees angle to the left. So, so I, I start sliding myself backwards. So my leg came back in the position where it should be. Uh, oh my God. So, well, yeah, I was so painful. I, I also hear there was a, a woman watching on the line. She passed out on the side. No way. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. I wish it was me who was passing out, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and and they didn't give me anything. Eh? No painkillers, nothing. Wow. On no the track. Pain. No, no, nothing. They just put me in the ambulance, still nothing. The ride to the hospital, still nothing. Uh, but <laughs> every, every, every bump in the road was painful. Can I get some fucking morphine here? Or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I was, that was a, what, what? What I said, yeah, morphine. I want some morphine. <laughs> oh my god, it's, yeah, it's sickening. It's sickening. Yeah, and the recovery. There's, still, there's a big steel rod in there. And it's still there. It's gnarly to think about, honestly. Really gnarly to think about. How was? Yeah, it, it is. What was the What was the recovery from that? Obviously, I mean, mentally it takes uh, a toll, but in, even just until physically. My, in, until the first race back, World Cup was eleven months. Jeez. Did you feel yeah. like at that point you were back to 100% or were you still lacking some strength and speed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was still, I think it was 80%, 85 It was okay, but uh, yeah. just be happy to be back in, uh, in the racing to get some points uh, for the ranking to go to the Olympics. Yeah. But it was, it was only four laps, three motors, quarterfinal, and then on the first straight. Bam, collarbone broken. So... That's rough. Yeah, it, it, those femur. I feel like the femur, like it, um, takes a long time to get your strength and everything back because you lose so much muscles in your quad. <laughs> yeah, in, a, in in one week time. Yeah, I think I feel I still have picture. I think it's 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 crazy to see because in the beginning there was a, also a, some a bleeding inside, so I had a, more than one liter of blood oh in the in the leg, so it was completely God. swollen. But it was gone after one week, and then it was, it was completely opposite. All the muscles were gone. Everything was, and then it's a long way. Yeah. yeah. James, I think when we had Corbin on the show and he was talking about his broken femur, I think he told us it took like two years to get fully back. Yeah. Fully back. Yeah, because I thought it was, yeah. it was, when I remember when he said it too, it was weird that it's like they got him walking right away, he said, or like very quickly after. But then the time yeah, that's, that's take... for that's for the that's for the healing process. Yeah, but then the yeah. time he it actually took to get actually back in it was like years, like to feel yeah. like that fully hundred percent again. Yeah, um, I think I I still think my left leg is still weaker than my right left was broken. It's, it's still it, after that after a crash you always uh, when I'm standing now or do something pick up something from the floor, I'd always do it with my right leg in front. Always, it's, since then, it's still, yeah, wow. the easiest way. 
Yeah. Wild. And I, when you're when you're kind of saying stuff about like you know it was it's a silly thing like you're having fun like it was something to clear the head. I thought about that a lot of times it's like when people are riding the track trying different lines new doing new things it's always like a risk reward. But I always think about it, it's like you, you got to the point in your life for being as skilled as you were from trying those things. And if you're not going to try it, even if it is just for fun, it's like you're not going to be the rider you are. So I feel like those things, although it sucks it would happen, it's like it trying those random things or having fun on your bike like that. It's just, it's made, it made you as good as you were. Yeah. 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 And, and, and hey, fun. That's what it is. Sport is fun. That's what, it, that's what it is. But sometimes in these days, I always hear you say, uh, coaching little kids, uh, uh, super cross hills and that stuff. I think sometimes they forget about the fun. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Myself, that's what I, uh, yeah. Sorry, man. Sorry. I was going to say after um, after that your broken leg do you when you came back and you know after your collarbones and everything when you're in 20, 2012 did you feel like you were 100% back to your old self Yeah yeah no no yeah I I always had if if you uh, if you're scared of crashing or think about it uh, then you have to stop because yeah I don't have to tell you guys uh, if you're the first one to break and you're never going to win Yeah so I, I mentally I uh, I'm all good and yeah and the body felt also fine. Yeah, 2012 turned into a good year. You won the national yeah national champs as you said again that year right? Yeah, 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 yeah 2009 and 2012 in elite. <laughs> Was it after you were talking about to me kind of earlier before Troy got on? But after trying to go for the team, the the Olympic team and stuff, was that when you decided to to retire after that? Yeah, it was also the age. I was I was 26 and still young. Yeah, it's not young, but you know, when you're 30 in BMX, it's it's start it's all getting harder. You start to think more, um, mm. and four years of BMX is uh, at least two times in the hospital. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, so so I was 26, and then and then and I decided if I don't make it to to the London Olympics. Uh, then the next one is Rio. Then I will be thirty, almost thirty-one. If I'm honest with myself, uh, am I going to invest four more years into uh, yeah, a sinking boat? Yeah, you know it's coming. Eh? It's getting harder yeah. and harder with, with every year. And also, if you come into the hospital, and I, I wasn't scared when I was on the bike, but you get. Uh, you start thinking more. Yeah, thinking more is not uh, not always the best option. Normally, it doesn't help you. No, no, <laughs> no. You have to you have to do what you have to do on that moment. You know, pick the backside on the right spot. And if you're thinking, "Oh, he's coming from the left," and "Oh, is he, he's on the right side," can I still make it? That's not uh, yeah where you have to be with your mind. So then I decided, yeah, almost uh, thirty, almost thirty-one. Uh, I'm just gonna pull the plug. <laughs> <laughs> was, it, was it a hard decision uh, too, or were you happy? Yeah, you yeah, no, no, it was it was a hard decision because it, it's in your head. Yeah, you're 26 and you have a dream, and you missed out two times. And yeah, it was a, it was a hard decision to. But I'm still 100% happy with it. We also decided, uh, me and my girlfriend, wife these days, 
Um, if I don't make the London Olympic, or if after the London Olympics I want to be a dad, doesn't matter if um, I make the Olympics or not. If I make it, I still uh, keep riding. If I don't make it, uh, it's over. So then uh, at Papenhout was my last chance uh, uh, to go to the Olympics to get some points and maybe go there. And then you know it's not going to happen anymore. Yeah, that's a heavy moment. Yeah. Hard moment, but yeah. Hard moment, but I feel like it's one you probably grow a lot from moving past it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, of course. And the, afterwards, I was still involved in BMX a lot over the last uh, nine years. But I'm also happy I'm, uh, my daughter's almost nine year old. She's nine year old, almost ten. And I want to be a young and healthy uh, fit dad to do uh, a lot of good stuff with my children. So the, yeah, no one's going. Yeah, yeah. If you uh, sometimes, uh, if you are uh, listening and you are 40 years old and get your first kid, it's always nice. But if your kid is uh, 20, you're 60, you're not gonna do some BMX riding. Uh, you can. <laughs> I gotta think. I'm also I'm also not riding anymore. So. But it's more a medical thing as well. I got to think that part is, is pretty special. Being like a little younger, being able to do more with your kids and stuff like that. You take a positive away from that. That's that's a big one right there. Yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, that's a, um, also a big reason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like too, if you're when you're racing and you start to have a girlfriend or wife and thinking about kids, like it's kind of all your decision. It's not a, not just you deciding to race anymore. Like it affects everyone, you know? Like as, when you get into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, also uh, Manon, my wife, she was also there from the beginning. So when I turned pro and I quit my job, uh, I was just getting together with her, and she 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 was always there. When yeah. I when I, when I crashed and while I was lying in my bed and couldn't turn around anymore, she turned me around and helped me to pee in bed. <laughs> so <laughs> it's also a long way. And then after yeah, after uh, several years. Like you said, you decide a little bit together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing, one thing I wanted to ask you about you. So you were always the guy to like jump pro sections first and practice for a slap or whatever. Maybe tell us about that, and then tell us about Madrid 2010 because you had to test the box jump before racing, right? And I've, and didn't they make you do yeah. it without, without like the safety uh, airbag things too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my I god! Was, fuck fuck my, that! You, you, yeah, you <laughs> you know these days. I, I did. I well, like you said. I do enjoy to go go in there first, and um, I still remember how we were in the hotel and boss came to me. He said, "I just I just had a, fo- a phone call from uh, from the track. They they want you there. They want me there. Yeah, they've made something, and they're not sure it's gonna work. Can, or you can test it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sign me up, so, Bass. <laughs> yeah, I feel honored. So yeah, let's go, man. So we came in. It was still soft and. So they start working on a line. I think it was uh, 30 centimeters wide to make it hard and smooth. From the <laughs> and just made it happen. Yeah. Uh, it must, was it terrifying? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was fun. No, it was only just make it up there. But you know, if you go from, from low to high, the speed is almost all gone. So if you don't make it, yeah, it's just uh, that. Yeah, speed's gone and you fall back, but it's not a not one not a hit you go for the to the hospital. So did you make it? Yeah, did you jump on, jump off the first time, or did you break on top? No, I did, I did the first time. I jumped on, 
and then uh, and the second time I'll uh, jump on jump off. Hmm. Yeah, that's a wild one. Like jumping a, a couple doubles down like a pro set is one thing, but doing like a completely new obstacle at the time would have been something just quivering in my boots a little bit. Like, oh boy, here that's, we go. Right? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and you know, and you, that feeling, that's the best feeling, man. That's, it's one of those feelings that like, I think nowadays, as I've said this to like on our team, some of the girls, like as guys, we don't really get that feeling anymore because we go to these tracks and a lot of them, they're smaller jumps, like nothing really, we don't get scared that often. Uh, right. But I feel like that's part of the fun when you're, when you're a kid and you're like trying to jump something new and you finally get the balls to do it and you do it you walk away and you look back and everyone's cheering and like you're hype fired up. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, just yeah, such but, a good feeling. Yeah. That's the that's, fun that's side of the had, sport that, right that's there. That's what we had every week. Yeah. <laughs> remember too, like we'd go to those new supercross tracks or whatever, and you watch a couple of people do it being a practice or whatever. And then I would just be pedaling in the corner. I'd be like in my mind, here we go, here we go. Here we go. Right, <laughs> before, right before the first jump, I'd be like, well, committed now. Yeah. Uh, all in. Yeah. We're all in now, baby. Yeah. <laughs> There's really no feeling like that. And then once you make it through, it's such an accomplish, like a feeling of accomplishment. It's cool. Yeah, but that was always, you had always, you had B group practice and then A group. And then you, if you start looking to B and someone tries it, you, I can always uh, relate to that. And if I know, you see, I saw their speed, I saw how they jumped, and then I know what I could do. And then, yeah, it was one and one made two. So it was not, yeah. Yeah. Not so scary, just fun. And no, you know, you also also remember the time with Roy van der Berg. The what? You know the time with Roy van der Berg? No. Yeah, it was me or him jumping first, oh. and then we, we we went earlier to the to the hill. Are you going? Are you going already? I'm no, coming yeah. too, man. And then pushing and running up the hill. I don't know where it was, but we ran up there. Click helmet on. Sent it. To make to make it first, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, those are the good days. Those are the good old days. Yeah. Good old days. Uh different sport then. What uh, yeah, I was talking good uh, we are talking about good old days. I was talking to someone yesterday on the phone. Uh, back in the days BMX without clip paddles, that were the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> when someone says that to me, they might as well just be talking about the dinosaur age. I mean, I can't even relate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was with, with flat turns and sand. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. Um, what uh, what made you want to come back in? Was it 2014, Evo? What made you kind of want to get back, like go race another Supercross race again? Uh, no, it was. 2014, I went to the Worlds as well in Rotterdam. Mm -hmm. But I, in, uh, I quit in 12, and I still in 13, I did uh, Papnal. And then there was 14, and in Papnal, I made a quarterfinal. Uh, I was working again, but I still made quarterfinals, so I was uh, selected to go to the, to the Worlds with the national team because my quarterfinal. So that's you, where I went. training at. or just riding or what? Yeah, just riding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hell yeah, no yeah. more gym. Qualifies for the worlds for Holland. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I have a good one. We were over there, uh, and we had to uh, come together at, in Rotterdam at the hotel. I came straight uh, from work, got my stuff, went there, and we went to the park for a ride, and we did some sprints in the park just to activate the body. That's how they call it. You know what I had? <laughs> Cramp. <laughs> 
So the, the body was ready, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was ready. <laughs> like, these, these sorry bass, these quads don't work like they did three years ago. <laughs> the, the, the day after some sprints in the, in, before the race, had, like you said, the, the muscles were, uh, I felt them. <laughs> for a first sprint session in two years, right before the Worlds. Yep. It's like studying for a test in school. You don't study at all. You just cram the night before and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, a little bit like that. But I did a top eight in a time trial. Did you really? Yep. Yeah, so you beat me in time trial then. Yeah, super final. Yeah, I think I got like 11th or something. That's legit. I was a time trial. <laughs> that is legit. Yet. Like top eight. You know, you, know, you know why? I designed the track. Uh-huh. <laughs> he knew all the ins and outs. <laughs> yeah, but you still have to ride it. I know, yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, because it's also, I was there with the building as well, together with Sander. What do you think of um, uh, having a super cross hill like that on a, <laughs> in a stadium that small? Because, like, Auckland, I raced Auckland and Rotterdam, and, like, looking back, there's no way we should run a super cross hill in a stadium that small. Yeah, yeah, you know, the, the speed over the, the yeah. second jump, then into first turn. Yeah, what first turn? Small. It's just a recipe for people to get hurt, and a lot of people did. Yeah. Yeah, but that's BMX in general, super cross. <laughs> there were some gnarly ones in, in uh, well, I guess both, yeah, New Zealand and uh, Rotterdam there. Like, I feel like... Yeah. Um, differences i mean new zealand had that weird going to the first turn that weird i don't know what you even call that it was, it was a year after double. Eh? what sorry it was the year after rotterdam yeah rotterdam was the year after yeah and then yeah. rotterdam was weird yeah, I, going I, I didn't i didn't qualify yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but going into rotterdam into that first turn like with the the last turn being there they had like i don't know uh, i don't want to say bricks but like big blocks on the right and mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, some of them, someone like like foot planted one of the blocks or jumped off, landed on the blocks. I don't know. It was wild. Yeah, Jordi van Eide, he broke his bike. Oh, really? Second straight on, on, oh, on the block. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, that what was. He, he snapped his bike in half when because it, it was like the women's. I don't. I feel yeah. like you you, you, yeah, you know yeah, we're talking about. You just can't remember, but yeah. It was like the women's side was on the right, men's on the left. Yep. He like yep. was in the middle and he just like te- like straight into one of the blocks of the women's side and bike just in half. <laughs> I don't even. I don't think I saw this, dude. It was gnarly. It was gnarly. <laughs> that was, oh my god! That was during the unfortunate time that I, the Dutch team. Unfortunately, I think I don't know how many guys you had in the, the quarters, but everyone got motivated. Yeah, I, I, no, we were in quarters. Yeah, it was no, qu- eights, eights, or eights, right? Because when you started in eight, first elimination round was eight. So I think most everyone went on the eighth almost. No, I made a quarterfinal. I had the best result from the Dutchies. I was fifth in the in the quarter. Because <laughs> I, yeah, okay. Because I remember like Twan and Raymond, but yeah. not through the same yeah, and, and, and Yelle, uh, yeah, all, yeah. All out. Yeah. So you were one of the two Dutchies that made it past when there was like, yeah, eight of you guys or ten. I don't even know how many were racing, but that was crazy. Yeah. Just not, captain yeah, in, Evo. in in Holland. <laughs> in Holland. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's tough. But I like if you start on the outside and then on a track like that with like one lap i mean good luck yeah good luck. honestly yeah. good luck is the answer yeah. yeah yeah um what were some of your favorite races in your career favorite races races or after parties both <laughs> <laughs> oh they're still after parties these days rarely not the same yeah there are it's oh, just okay. you know, some places they don't make they don't make them like they used to you know 
<laughs> Every, everything, everything was better in the past. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> no, the best races. I always enjoy Chula. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, like the, the video where you have posted on the on the on the Insta. Yeah. You know, with the time trial in the evening and all the atmosphere and on and the lights. So I think that was the. I always like pop and all as well, but but it's more because of the home crowd and track is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Chula ones were always cool, especially the first couple of years when they did them at night on the Beijing. I think those are pretty special ones. Yeah, yeah. It's too bad Papendal doesn't have huge stadium lighting around the track, and you could do a night event there because obviously that track's fantastic. And under the lights, just to me, it adds so much more atmosphere, like just so much more vibe to everything. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. I think the yeah. when they did it at Beijing, they brought in the TV lights. Did they really? Yeah. So it's possible. I mean, it was still, yeah, it was yeah, pretty yeah, dark. Yeah, then, yeah, but. yeah. In uh, in uh, Chula Vista was also uh, they they bring them in. Yeah. yeah. So you could bring them in. It's just an added expense, I guess. Come on, rider rep, make it happen, James. And we're, we're trying to get things things moving over here, one thing at a time, buddy. <laughs> one thing. I mean, with the budget that it would take to bring in the lights, I mean, I'm pretty sure you could race during the day, and then just add that budget to prize money. I think most people would would rather have that. Yeah. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Um, True. How was uh how was it um on the team with Bass? Like what are some things that uh, that he helped you with? With everything. We didn't know anything. Because when we in the beginning, we I told you we had a four person gate, but even before that we had a two person gate. And we did some gates on a parking lot at a local hotel. It was called a training camp. And uh <laughs> a boss uh, boss smoked us all on his uh, mountain bike. Wow. In the beginning, I thought uh, the perfect gate. If you it was when your front wheel was first over the gate. Hell yeah! <laughs> Afterward doesn't matter. Afterward doesn't yeah, yeah. matter. Anymore. Doesn't matter. Just lift it as high as you can. Yep, I hit the I hit the gate uh, with my pedal once and chain ring. <laughs> <laughs> remember, hey, remember so, when you used to say? So no, that, then no you no asked me what what. Uh, that's what that was a proper gate. I thought, but no, boss uh, told us better. That's jump in the gate right there. That's some old school jump in the gate that people would yeah, talk remember about. Racing and then I also, remember I also have to, have to admit the gates are not, were not that high as these days. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because I remember in rider meetings when I was like amateur and stuff, they'd say, all right, no gate jumping. That was a the thing. They'd have to say that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, nobody's no jump in the gate, okay? That will be disqualification. No <laughs> yeah, no gate jumping. Yeah, and as well, boss. In the beginning with the team, we were just, like we said, uh, all coming together from one training and one, two, more and more and more. And then we came to a training camp. And uh, I remember as well, we had to, we had to go there. But, but me and Jurich, Jurich Meijer, the founder of, uh, of Mabo, mm-hmm. uh, he was also in the national team these days. Uh, but it was a festival. And we didn't want to go because there was a festival because we liked to party a lot as well. <laughs> but we had to make choices. So, but it was weekend. Uh, there was something big going on. So also the the man, uh, the sportsmanship and everything in uh, in your mind. How it's what do you like to achieve and what do you where you working for? Yeah, for us it was just fun. We were uh, 18 years old, 17 years old. Hey party or whatever oh bmx yeah that's i, I like bmx <laughs> but then the start uh, the, 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 the bar, boss uh, 
was making a program and then yeah you learn a lot along the way everything changed not just the tracks but also us it's, you change from a kid that just wants to go have fun party all the time to realizing okay time to put a little of the partying aside i got some got some big goals to try to go after we have some olympic dreams yeah yeah <laughs> hard to do both hard to have both of those all the partying and the olympic hard to make them both happen Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, but it's, I've seen it's possible, but just not, just not as much partying. Probably not as sustainable either. <laughs> um, what do you think of uh, racing in the U.S.? Because I know you guys came over a few times and raced the Phoenix and maybe a couple other ones. What do you think met, of uh, the met, met race in Phoenix? Mud race, yeah. yeah. What do you, you think with, of with zip ties? Uh, zip ties in the tires. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think of racing in the U.S. compared to Europe? Yeah, yeah, it was good fun. The tracks are these days, uh, of back in those days, were a lot more mellow. So even compared to to Europe, it was over here. It's all steep and jumps all over, and over there it was just a little bit more on the on horsepower. So it was a bit more difficult for us because you couldn't make a difference on skills. Especially for me, I was not the strongest rider, so I had to. If there's something difficult in the track, that was good for me. But it was not much difficult going on. In the beginning, but yeah, for the rest, it's good fun. Yeah, yeah. I remember the mud race in Phoenix, and you guys were <laughs> you guys were there putting zip ties on your tires. <laughs> That's a classic one. That place yeah, gets around, uh, rains around the Max Daddies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's um, classic. Looking back on your career now, are you uh, like overall happy with it and did you enjoy the ride of it? Yeah. Yeah, completely. Yeah, only sometimes uh, some crashes I would avoid <laughs> these days, but if I could do all, all over again, yes, I would. Yeah. That's a, that's a good feeling. How, how involved are you still in the sport today? Can I... And that, that did change a lot since January. What, what I was uh, I was I was working at Mabo. Yeah, right. yeah. After after the the national uh, after the national team, I started there and I worked there for more than nine years, nine and a half years. So I was still involved with the development and uh, everything. What you know, from A to Z, we, we did it all in there, from colors to changes to thinking out new things uh, together with Willy and Jurig and Sander. Uh, but now I, I I quit my job. Uh, last November, and I started my own company in uh, in what I did before I started BMX in the tiling business, and make bathrooms and uh, that kind of stuff. Right on. That's that must be a cool cool jump. I mean, doing something completely different, obviously from the BMX yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, that, that. that's what it is. Because BMX is is in my life. Uh, you know, yeah, for twenty five years, every day, all day. I'd say twenty five, but thirty years. So it was. I did some coaching as well on uh, on some evenings. Uh, mostly and then we worked in the shop on the friday evening and the saturday and my youngest kid guy he's six now he also wanted to ride some bmx and it was on thursday night so then my week was uh 60 70 hours bmx all every day all day uh, and he wanted to go training on thursday and i didn't want to go anymore so i think yeah now i have to i have to do something to find the fun uh, back from BMX. Yeah. So now and now with working, 
it's completely different, but it's what I did when I came from school. I have my degrees on that. Uh, so, and now the, the own company is, uh, yeah, you're working for yourself. And that's the, the feeling of that is, uh, it's really good. It's nice you're able to do that. Yeah. And then keep the, the fun time with your kids and on the track still fresh and something you want to do. Something like your escape, yeah. something to look forward yeah, to. Yeah. Because also when, when I did go to the track, um, you know, everybody has some questions for me. Other parts in, uh, is my bike good? Did you see my gate? Have you seen it first? And my first turn? Oh shit. I missed the race of my son. Yeah. And now I go and I go to the track, bring some coffee. Hey, good day. And, uh, <laughs> I can make I can make my lap around the track. I did a race last year with my son. I walked a, I walked a lap around the track. I think it took me forty five minutes <laughs> <laughs> on my Sunday. Where's my frame? <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely. Someone asked, eh, "Can I come to you? I need for my cruiser." So yeah, why, can I get a good deal on to... a frame? <laughs> it's really expensive on a Saturday and a on a Sunday when I'm. With my kid over here. No, but it's uh, when you're in the shop for nine years, um, and I was at, I was really in the shop every day, all day, and um, people always come to me, and for them it's uh, it's so easy to come to me on the track, and they don't think about it anymore. I think, but for me it was just work. It, it was fun, but it's work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, James, got anything else? We get in some quick shots. Uh, we got a good, good, a few quick shots here for Evo, so we can get into those. So quick shots, Evo, it's just questions from fans and just a uh, short answer, whatever comes to mind. No. Can Good I one. get it? First question. Can I get a discount on a Mabo? <laughs> <laughs> on a bathroom, maybe. <laughs> uh, all right. From BMX commentator, he asked, if you could transfer, transfer the skills of a current rider back to your own racing career, who and why? You could transfer the hmm? skills of a current rider back to you. Oh, from these days? I guess, yeah. <laughs> Who's the craziest that jumps first these days? Let's go with that. Who do you think is <laughs> the craziest that jumps yeah. nowadays? Yes, that's me. <laughs> you, can, you can do an X-up and a one and a heel and a knack-knack. <laughs> uh, from my BMX is fat. Iron, are you an Iron Maiden fan? Nope. But you picked their time trial song. Six, six, six. <laughs> Actually, what's the what's the story behind the, your crew number? And my first number in uh, in B mix was sixty six, and number. that's what I wanted. Yeah. Who had it before you? Before me. Yeah. Um, I think some guy, some uh, Swiss guy, might have. Swiss. Yeah, some Swiss guy had yeah, it. Yeah. Timing worked out perfectly yeah. somehow for me to just snag it. Yeah, I wanted it 66 as well, but it was taken already. And then a guy told me, oh, you have to take 666 then. They remember it. It's a good one. So that's why. It's true. Like that's 666 or 777. Those are both like yeah, yeah, yeah. recognizable. It is. But when you go to the US, so I also, some you said the local race of the race I did in the USA. Uh, I was sometimes, you, you know, uh, cruising the last straight, and then the people on the side, Whoa, you're, you're crazy, 666. Over there, it's a little bit different than here. Uh. <laughs> that, kind of, that kind of answers this another guy's question. Raced Wayne 46, he asked if you catch any shade for running the 666, and clearly you Why, yeah, yes, yeah, why yeah, would it be sometimes. a big deal for anyone? Who cares? 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Why is there not Some do. seat number 13 on the airplane? Like, there's superstitions in the world, T, and yeah, <laughs> people yeah. freak out about it. Yeah, I guess so. For, um, for us people that like 66, and you're just adding another 6 to make 666 is just, it's like good luck. You have another one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from BMX, <laughs> BMX Fruit 17, favorite pump-up song? <laughs> yeah, Iron Maiden does pump, pump up pretty good, but I'm not, not so much of a music listener. I never had uh, my earplugs in uh, before I went up to the hill. Uh, from, I bumped myself. You already have enough hype inside of you. You didn't need music uh, yep, to do that. Enough. <laughs> uh, from Josh Myers, 61. Uh, what do you miss uh, most Joshua. about BMX? <laughs> Sorry? What do you miss most about BMX racing? Yeah, you know, with the, with the, with the, the, the group of people you meet everywhere around the world and have fun together, uh, that's always a, a good fun. And then the jumping and the after parties and uh, I wish, I wish I got to go to an after party with Evo. I feel like he would have been an absolute time. Yep. Let's go to, let's have an after party in uh, Papandale, Evo. We're going to go, we're going to do something. <laughs> we're going big no, at Everyone's in bed by nine now after. Yeah. There was an after party once, eh? And at Papandale. Yeah, the first year. But, it was at the basement of the hotel. Yes. Do you remember all the guys, do you remember all the guys in the orange shirt, jerseys with 666 on it? No, I don't. There was, a, there was a big group from the place where I left. They came in a touring car, I think with 30 or 40 guys. And they, they, after the race, they closed everything around there. So they have to be waiting on the field till they could go to the after party. So they have been drinking a lot. And um, I was there as well. I should race, but I didn't because of my broken collarbone. And it was infected. So I had to go to the, ra- to the hospital that day during the after party. When one start, and the guys from the from Papenau just called me, hey Ivo, can you uh, call the touring car guy to pick up all the guys? They're, they're uh, <laughs> going wild over here. <laughs> uh, I wasn't there. I didn't do anything. You pick up your crew, they're losing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. From Jackson Ross bike, what was your favorite year of racing? Yeah, then I have to say uh, uh, 2009. That was that's, pretty that's, good. I yeah, I'm, getting getting I'm, the World Cup win and uh, that was yeah was the, was the best year. Yeah, I was but also tw- also 2012, everything was also falling together. It was not not my Olympic uh, spot and not to go, but I was yeah, the, yeah, I was feeling good as well, and the results were there, but not at the right time. Dude, you should have come to Abbotsford. Should should have. Should have come to Abbotsford. <laughs> Best World Cup ever. <laughs> the one time there was good weather in BC. Yeah. Uh, from Tom Azioli, 284. Where did you get your, your gate form from? Yeah, that's a special one. Mm. Uh, for myself, actually. I was looking for ways to, uh, yeah, to get it better. And that worked out for me. I have I have tried for a year to quit because I was moving already uh, a little bit uh, before the lights came in. But if the random was very long, I was already forward too far. So I had I had to to I me and Boss discussed and uh, we tried to quit. 
And then we were in Norway with the Supercross and the gates were sucked. And I tried it for a year without and I was there and uh, I said to Bas, I, ju I just go back, I'm going to do it again. And then I started and the gates were fine again. So for me it worked because so you're, uh, you're not completely from that. You're already moving forward. So it was easy for me to get the, the speed point. Yeah, I've never seen anyone else ever do that. 666. <laughs> gate your gate, uh, T. Gotta yeah. Gate your gate. Gate your gate, baby. Gate your gate. Yeah. Um, from Simba. I already forget, forgot about it because in the last years uh, in BMX, I was coaching them here and there, and I didn't teach everybody to do that because it's it worked for me, but it's uh, it it doesn't work. Yeah. It's not it's not it's not the best way. I didn't. So I didn't when I showed the kids how it's done. I never do it anymore. So I was I forgot about it. But. Yeah, it worked for me. Um, from Simba, what do you think about the Supercross tracks in 2022? In 2022, where are we going? Well, like in general, like in BMX now, like what do you think of the Supercross tracks? Yeah, if you see the, in 2021, if you go back then to the Olympics, that's a step. It's more racing because it's uh, what, what they did in the years when I was, when everything was building and getting shape, uh, crazier, bigger, steeper, longer, and that's going back, and that's good. But I think the Olympics was a bit, yeah, too far, too far back again. So for me, it's supercross, supercross. Uh, there have to be some big jumps, if you ask me. Not just pedaling. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Amen. Uh, from Freckles BMX, what's the hardest thing you've had to overcome in your BMX career? Yeah, my femur. Uh, um, favorite Netflix show? <sighs> Casa de Papel. Oh my God, yes. Talk dirty to me. <laughs> Finally, somebody. <laughs> that's Money Heist. Is it okay? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's got to be. There's no way T's getting this excited over something that's not Money Heist. <laughs> it's kind of show. It's actually called La Casa de Papel, yeah. But that is, dude, how good is that show? It is just the best one ever made. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. But also because, yeah. yeah I, could see you, I could see you being one of the crew and robbing the bank. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get some adrenaline going. Yeah, I could see you. I could see you doing that. Together with you. Yeah, we do it. <laughs> In Canada or here, or US. I'll be I'll be Vancouver. I'll be Vancouver. It's because James, their name, all the bank robbers are named after cities. So yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. could be Amsterdam. I'll be Vancouver. All right. And let's do Eindhoven. Close Eindhoven. to Eindhoven. <laughs> um, who was the worst Dutch guy you had to deal with on the team? <laughs> <laughs> who's asking james i'm asking yeah that's straight for me <laughs> no don't do don't national team was all fine because you had sometimes it's uh i was almost in a fight once with yella wait really really oh yeah, do tell oh, oh do yeah. tell it was so close almost smacked sad are we, are we talking <laughs> like buddies just being pissed off are we talking like serious like no all, yeah yeah Wow. Yeah. I mean, I mean, do tell what it happened. Was, it, wasn't, it, was, it wasn't Chula Vista. Can you tell us or no? Yeah, I yeah, know yeah. it was fine because we, we had those Chrysler minivans, two, and one was, uh, uh, one was for, the, for the bikes. But it was only, it was, 
it was hard to get them all in. So you have to go in nicely, one pedal to the side, one, and then Yellow's training uh, didn't go the way he was he planned. And then he had to put his bike in before me, but it has some real real need. So he puts his bike and just whoop, puts it in. Yeah, it doesn't fit. So I have to put his bike upright to make it fit. I just I told him, hey, yeah, come on. Now I have to do it. Put it right. And then uh, <clears throat> he started moaning at me. And uh, oh, I turned almost turned red. And I was coming to him. The punches, I almost punched him, almost did, and and then he, yeah, <laughs> was close one. So, but it, and afterwards, uh, bus, the bus uh, was there with us. He let me do it because he also thought Yella deserved it if it if it would happen. Um, <laughs> and afterwards, bus said, uh, maybe you should go to the hot tub together tonight and over talk what had just happened. And afterwards, uh, in the evening, it was all good again. So. There you go. Yeah. Look, asshole, put your bike properly. Yeah. <laughs> I do, do you remember Pablo? Pablo? Yeah, the Spanish guy. Yeah, Gutierrez? No, he was French. Oh, Gutierrez. Uh, yeah, I know the guy you're talking The guy who was an actor also. Yep. Oh, what was his last name again? There was a... Oh, was, his first name was Pablo. Yeah, I know the guy you're talking about, though. He was, like, famous in Spain, so in Madrid, yeah, everyone... Yeah, him, yeah him. But it was a uh, racing U.S. He was there as well. And yeah. in the first uh, first moto, uh, I ran into him on the first turn. And the second moto, he came back for me to do it because I, it was not planned to do it in the first moto, but it just happened. And then the second moto, he did it with me, and it was planned. So the third moto, I was going for him. <laughs> 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 And after the finish line, it was also also almost uh, almost a fight. It's only two times I'm uh, in BMX. For the rest, it was all good fun. Yeah, I gotta say, I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever been close to actually doing that. Have you, James? No, because I, we talked about this at the track the other day. Somehow, Tori, you got away with being in. The, in a, <laughs> I say asshole. this in a nice way, like the biggest bully on the track, in like a racer's way, like racing is racing, being a big bully, but then being friends with the guy, the guys off the track. Somehow, I you, never had yeah, any. Uh, no. Yeah. I guess because the way you race, everyone knew it was just strictly racing. It was nobody was taking it personal. Yeah, I never had any. Yeah. I'm surprised though, because I mean, some of the the body body moves, I mean, they were all good to me. Like everyone, I could see. But then, but then Tori's helmet goes off and he smiles. Yeah, that's <laughs> all good. <laughs> good race, man. You're like, what did I just I'm do? Sorry, yeah. man. Yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, the thing is, like, if someone did that to me, like, I never cared either. So yeah, maybe that's why. I got mad at people, I think, in the moment. Clearly, I have. Um, but I'm not a fighter because I would get my ass beat to shit. So. No, I, no I'm, I'm not a fighter as well. But I would, I would offer the race uh, to get him over the turn. Then I'm out. It's fine. But you had to go over. Yeah. Chipotle or In-N-Out? Uh, Chipotle. Did you, have, did you get In-N-Out when you were in Chula? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but we also did a lot of uh, Chipotle. Yeah, Chipotle is the shit. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the wrong answer. I mean, in and out's in and out. There's not really, I went actually, there's not really Mexican food in Holland, is there? I actually, I remember once I went to a Mexican restaurant in Arnhem, but it wasn't like, it wasn't real Mexican food. <laughs> that, that's Mexican. We probably don't have a lot of Mexican food in Holland, I'm sure. No, no, no. 
there is, but not as uh, not not like the bot lane. There's none. No. Here's a. This isn't a much of a quick shot, but I like to ask the, our guests every once in a while. Um, what do you think was the biggest, you know, attribute about yourself? Biggest positive attribute that led to you being who you were and having success in the sport. I got an award for that. What was it? Uh, it's from the UCI. They had it as well. Some awards. It was a just yeah. a style style writer of the year award. Best I have that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, yeah, I think that. We're bringing back awards this year, T. Oh, those awards were really cool though, when they had it, yeah. All right, we're going to bring... Funny, they used, like in Frasier Swinger, they gave them away when, at the after party and everyone was bombed and so everyone was yeah. so That's where I got mine. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? That would be awesome. There's a like presentation, everyone's just already super drunk and going wildest, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. All the, all, the, all the French guys, drunk as fuck. <laughs> we need to bring that back. That was, that was fun. That's a good one. Agree. Yeah, we're getting old, Tori. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Back in our day. Back in our day. Do you, do you have okay. a an after party you look back on that you just you you think about and like that was a time? Like I wish I wish I could relive that one again. Poor. Uh, not especially one. No. Do you one? Do you have been to one in China, Tori? No, I was too. Was young. also in the was also in the in the crazy club with all. Uh, I was in in, in, in Africa also with us. I was in China, but I was 16 and with my parents. So (laughs) (laughs) your mom will join you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Africa. No, I. No, I didn't. I didn't go to one in Africa actually. Oh. Frey Juice was was good the first year I went. As a rookie. Yeah, Yeah, 2009. I was just a young little child. A young buck, <laughs> yeah, young child, seventeen. <laughs> always respect, always respect drinking ages, kids. <laughs> yeah. I feel like speaking of drinking ages, I was talking to someone about this the other day. I feel like in Europe it's more of a suggestion. Like I feel like <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah, it, it, really, it, like but also I, did, I, I didn't know when it was changed, but it was sixteen eh, over here as well. Yeah. But now it's eight. Now like, it's eighteen. I feel like they never really ID anyone. They don't really care. Like it's kind of just whatever. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they do ask some IDs if you go to the club or not or some. But um, when I was fourteen, when we were at home with our parents, oh, we want a beer. Yeah, I got a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my my first after party and first time ever in a club was in after the after the world's in Adelaide in two thousand nine. So I was. I was 17. I think drinking age is like, what, 18 or 19 in Australia? I don't know. Anyway, so you know Scott Irwood? Remember him? I do, yeah. Ooh. Scott Irwood, he's a Canadian pro. He went to the Beijing Olympics. Anyway, he was like four years older than me, so he gave me his ID. And I mean, I looked, I looked pretty young. So, I mean, the idea is that I was 21, and I was super nervous. So I memorized, like, all this stuff on the card. And I go to the bouncer and hand my ID, like, Looks at it, looks at me, looks at it, looks at me. He's like, "All right." He didn't ask you all the everything was standing on the card. No, but I was nervous that he was going to because I didn't really look anything like Scott either. You did study. Yeah, I studied it. What's your birthday? 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I guess they could. That's a. I think that people do that. It's a common one for people to do. The address they ask you for your address. You know, you gotta know. It. Yeah, uh, yeah. I had it once. I also had an ID from a from a friend, and I was fourteen or fifteen going to the club, <laughs> and the, and they asked everything. Oh no. And I did know everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you studied well. Just come in. You're good. That's what he said. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. You worked hard to study this. You're not, we can just let you in. You're fine. You're good. Have a good time, buddy. <laughs> this kid put in the work today. We got a lot of men. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, the conversation is, is about a lot of partying. So that's, yeah. that's, where, that's where it was about. It's a common trend when we have, uh, we have retired riders. They, like, they used to, because they were better in that, in that period of time. They're not so prominent these days. Like, I don't think we're going to ask, like, you want to talk? Saya. We're not going to ask Saya about her after party career. Yeah. <laughs> but you can ask, you you can ask Nicky mom. Man, we can, yeah, he's, he's, got a pretty, he's got a pretty good track record. Yeah, <laughs> low key, a lot of people probably don't know, but he's got a good track record. Yeah, that's he's for got sure. a pretty good track record yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, if you want, we could talk about gear ratios and rollouts, but that doesn't sound as exciting. I mean, no one gives a shit if you run a forty-four or a forty-three sixteen. <laughs> it was it was uh, in the, it was already in the comments on the video of forty-three sixteen. Yeah, yeah, correct. We'll, we'll probably get an email or a message from Graph after asking why we didn't ask you about your gear ratio, but no one else really gives a shit. I think. <laughs> yeah, David, you know, it was 43.16 with a 1.75 tire. There you go. Yeah, it's small by today's standards. Hmm? It's kind of smaller now by today's standards. Yeah. Back in the days, we had more speed in the legs. Nowadays, <laughs> people's quads nowadays are just so big they need to go up a gear. Yeah, they just don't have the no. leg speed. They just don't have the leg speed you had six six six. No, no, I couldn't do that that much on uh, that much on squats. I, uh, I I can't remember if we asked already like earlier in the show, but we besides like involvement, do you watch uh, do you watch the World Cups or any races nowadays? Anything like that? Yeah, you did ask before. Okay, World Cups yeah. and World Champs. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. We ask a lot of shit, Evo. We can't remember everything. <laughs> we can't be perfect all the time, all right? <laughs> yeah, I know how it feels. Um, Remembering. Uh, it's also a part of aging. Did, uh, did Bass ever get uh, upset at any of you guys for going out after the racing? Because I know sometimes like he maybe didn't want you guys to go. Um, did he ever, was he ever pissed that you guys went or anything like that ever happened? No. Because if it was after the race, he was always fine with it. He joined okay. us mostly okay yeah we went all together and then uh, I, I remember it was the after party in brazil uh, after the worlds and he bought us shots and some <laughs> of the guys so, <laughs> some of the guys didn't drink it because uh, it was too strong and then he came to me evil you have to drink them they don't they don't want it <laughs> <laughs> free drink absolutely give it over hey james uh, I was going to say that's, I was actually thinking we got to get, he should be one of our next guests, Bass, if we can get him. And he comes, yeah, he was a big, yeah, a lot yeah, he might, he so. might, he might have some, uh, something to tell. Yeah, he'd be a really cool, cool guy to, to have on. I was thinking about him recently. We should try and get him on. I also thought Mike Redmond. He be also cool. has some, some big stories and some, yeah, he was also there from the beginning. Eh? That's for Who, sure. Bass? Yeah. Bass, yeah. 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 You know what else would be cool to get on Johan? That'd be a cool guy to get on. Yeah. Yeah, we got a bunch of people to get to. Yeah, we do. Yeah, and and boss, uh, boss is, uh, yeah, some news. I don't know, if, or I have to spoil it or not. Did you see it on Instagram? He's a ba- He's a dad. 
Yeah. Oh, congrats. Yeah. That's cool. Is he is since since half a year, since a few months? Is he married or is a girlfriend or what? He's not married. Okay. I've seen a couple of people now with uh, newly dads. I mean, yeah, Bass now is there, and then I saw what Sarah Walker as well had a baby. Yeah. So a lot of guys my age now are having kids or have had kids. Yeah. No. Tori. Tori. Yeah, Savannah. Savannah, when, when's ours? <laughs> yeah, do a do a reveal. Uh, James, you got any more quick shots? Uh, no, I think that's it for uh, on the quick shot side. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Evo. Really enjoyed chatting with you. It's good to catch up. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while, but it feels like nothing has changed. It really yeah, hasn't. I mean, that's uh, the good thing, though. Like you, not you won't see someone from BMX for years, and you'll just. Shoot the shit. Same same shit. Same old, same old. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. But that's a good thing. Hopefully it stays like this and all get stay healthy and uh... Yeah. I mean we all like basically too, like kind of just grow up with the people in BMX. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, we did though. There's in in those years. You meet so many so many new people. Yeah. Solid. Hopefully, we'll see you in Papendal then at the World Cup. Will you, will you be there? Yep. All right. Well, yeah, mo- there. mostly I'm there. Right yeah. on. Make sure you bring plenty of Mabo frames for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Maybe some discount codes and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I can print some. <laughs> yeah, I'll print some free frames, free frames. Mabo. <laughs> oh, but Evo gave them to me. It doesn't work here anymore. It doesn't work. <laughs> Don't worry, you can go to answerbmx.com, get yours today. No, just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, we appreciate it. Thanks, thanks so much for coming on, Evo. It was fun to chat with you. Very welcome. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, buddy. It was good fun. Yeah. See you, Rob. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. What's this friggin' podcast all about? I don't get it, man. Coffee chatter? Get off my back. <laughs> you have to be fast in the truck. I hate that guy. <laughs>